The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And leaving everything behind, he got up and followed him. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were at table with them. The Pharisees, <coughs> the Pharisees and their scribes complained to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus said to them in reply, Those who are healthy do not need a physician, but the sick do. I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners." The Gospel of the Lord. One of the very beautiful things about working in a parish, particularly for a priest, is that you are accompanying people in all stages of life. So sitting in my office or walking on the property or just listening to you or going to your homes, you get this amazing variety of life you know you can be sitting down with someone talking about their their funeral arrangements <laughs> you can be sitting down with someone they say father we're going to mexico and we need we need to meet someone there or i could go on and on and on and it's really beautiful and the challenge for us as priests is to keep fresh the joy of living the gospel. Because we tend to be living it 24 hours of the day, and so the the danger is that we could get tired and maybe downcast and and maybe want us to walk with our heads down and and not want to talk to anybody. (laughs) But of course, that's not what God wants. And he gives us these beautiful seasons to renew us to give us strength. So in this season of Lent that we are beginning, what is is your path? What is your pathway to the Easter Vigil, to the Holy Week, to Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday? That's where we're going. We're not going anywhere else. The church has so clearly defined our time. So uh, with that, I would like just to read something from, uh, from the Magnificat, because often it has some golden nuggets in it. And uh, I enjoy reading uh, from Father Donald Haggerty, who's a seminarian professor, I think. And, oh, maybe he actually works as the parish priest at St. Patrick's in New York City. I think that's what he actually does. But clearly a, a very uh, eloquent and uh, serious study of, of the Lord. So this may help, I hope it does, for your journey these days. Heeding the call to conversion. Not long after a serious conversion, it happens that the immense distance between goodness and evil can become very lucid to our awareness There is an intuition of soul that there is no middle ground between the two, no overlap or sharing, and that a choice in life is inevitably made for one or the other. 
Before that point in time, the line between good and evil may have been blurred. No keen sight existed within us for the strict demarcation and barrier dividing good and evil. Perhaps only really did we think our personal choices to be actually evil or considered the possibility of casting ourselves into the party of the devil. Now, after a conversion, we may recognize the ominous path we were walking and the result of a kind of moral clarity of soul. And so it goes on. So he's eloquently putting words to that very special pathway that we are on, right? clearly defining in my life what I do not want because it's not of God and what I do want because it is of God. And then lastly, if it helps in, in your journey, um, aim small. Go for the kernel of the problem. Don't spend a lot of time with all of the different things that you're struggling with. It might be, for someone walking in for the first time, it might be, I just need to live holy the Sabbath. I'm not living the Sunday as I should, and I need to. That would be an awesome start to a foundational, um, a fundamental option. God first. Everything else second. When Jesus came and called, he called us to something very specific. And uh, may we live that today just as he did to Matthew. He said to him, follow me. And leaving everything behind, he got up and followed him. Together let us stand as we present our petitions. Today's Mass is being offered for Norma Gardiner. We pray to the Lord. For the leaders of the church, reaching out to the beloved sinners as Jesus did, and inviting us all to a change of heart, that their efforts may bear fruit in a great return to God. We pray to the Lord. That the Christian leaders of powerful and wealthy nations may take the lead in removing oppression and assisting the afflicted, so that the restored balance of justice may bear its fruit of peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the restoration of the honor that is due to the Lord's day, and that all other interests and pursuits may yield to the worship, reflection, and rest that our souls require for strength and renewal. We pray to the Lord. For all who are in need of loving intercession in their distress, for the imprisoned and the poor who are so easily forgotten, that God may gladden the souls of those who cry to Him, we pray to the Lord. That Jesus who came to call, not the righteous, but sinners, may forgive the offenses of all our departed, 
and bring them into the banquet of his joy in their salvation. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful depart then. Mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. And let's remember also Pope Francis, Bishop Zarama, and the bishops in persecuted countries. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Father, we present these petitions and those in the quiet of our hearts to you, knowing you will answer them all according to your will, through Christ our Lord. Amen.